You're listening to episode number 279 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, you can get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month Patreon subscription. That's patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. We now begin our first foray into fall in Las Vegas, and, and you can feel <laughs> you can feel the difference in the temperature, Tony. Um, we're, we're living in the uh, in the high 80s, low 90s, and it's. The nip is in the air, isn't it? Yeah, you can feel it. You know, it's it's interesting. So we'll see the the high for the day be like ninety or hundred or something, and you step outside, you're like, it's not fucking feel like that. I, I'm I'm relatively convinced that being that we're in a desert, that what happens is it just skyrockets up to that, you know, until noon, and then immediately plummets down mm. to something like in. I mean, it, everyone's gonna laugh at this, but it, it's something like in the mid to low eighties, and you're like, Ooh, just a little bit chillier than I expected. Well, and so the other day I, I went out to clean up after the dog, and it was probably 8 or 9 a.m., and I was in shorts and a T-shirt, and I walked outside, and I was like, oh, it's kind of chilly out here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you think about it, it hasn't been chilly since we've moved out here, and that was yeah. like, okay, shorts and a T-shirt's a little cool first thing in the morning. Well, we've said before when we've come outside of the summer or the, the spring that, that if, if you just step into the shade that you can feel you like, a, a yeah, like a 10, yeah. 15 degree difference. And we're starting to experience that here. But but I, I did mention that in a tweet. I'm like, I'm having a hard time readjusting when they say the first day of fall and the forecast, for because it's on Saturday, mm-hmm. and the forecast is now 99 degrees for the first day of fall. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I don't, that's not fall. Oops. Fall is when you break out the jeans and the sweaters and your boots and, you know, watch the leaves change color. And that you, that doesn't happen at 99 degrees. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I have felt the 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 call of, of jeans um, already coming. Like, oh, really? it's not going to be long. It's not going to be long. 80s is jeans weather to me. See, 80s, I'll put on, actually, instead of a sleeveless shirt, I'll do like a full T-shirt. And that, then, I'm, <laughs> then I'm better. Well, no, when it's in the 90s, you, I don't want anything on my arms, man. You need you got to get that air flowing through and have it, you know, room to breathe. And, you know, <laughs> so when it's in the 80s, okay, I can wear an actual T-shirt. First world problems is what we call this. <laughs> Love it. Especially oh. when, you know, Mitchell's up in Canada being like, we already got eight feet of snow, right? eh? <laughs> so. I'll tell you what, I had a really kind of a cool experience this week. So I was in Chicago on business and got to fly home to Vegas for the first time. And yes. it was really cool because normally, you know, at the end of a business trip, you're coming home to the only people that you want to be around. And adding to that was the fact that not only was I going home to those people, I was going to the pl- to the only place on the planet that I want to be. And then taking it to another level, the people around me are super fucking psyched to be going where I'm going <laughs> at the same right. time. And, and you don't realize, like, I, at first, my, my typical annoyance of people was kicking in. Because they're, they're already half drunk yeah, and they're yeah, loud they're, and obnoxious. They're fired and up, and I'm like, oh, fucking God damn it. I'm going to have to deal with these people. And, fucking and, tourists. And then it, and then it comes, <laughs> and, and then it starts to slowly set in, like, going, they're fired up because they're, what, what you call home, they think of as the greatest place ever, which you also think of that. But you, you now that it's mixed in with home, 
you know, your, your default is like, oh, it's the end of a business trip. I just can't wait to get home. Oh, yeah, and by the way, it's also the coolest place on planet Earth to actually be, and all these people remember that <laughs> and, and need to remind you. So all of a sudden, you're like, all right, all right, all right. I, I, can, I can tolerate all of you. <laughs> I get it. I get sure. it. <laughs> people are getting off the plane like, Vegas, baby, Vegas. I'm like, this is so cool that I'm walking through McCarran right now, and I am actually home. It was, it was, it was awesome. I, I was looking forward to it the moment I got on the plane to head to Chicago. I'm like, oh, I can't wait until I'm, I'm heading home to Vegas for the first time. It was, yeah. it was basically everything I thought it was going to be. It was pretty cool. And I got to learn how to navigate the passenger pickup at McCarran. That was ugly. That was ugly. That's, that's, that's but, about as aggressive and bad as the Uber line. But we learned the trick. Yeah, yeah, you walk do. down to the far end. I'll just pick you up down there. <laughs> Not right up front because everybody is going into the first like six spots by the six pillars to pick people up. It's it's very much like the like the cab line, Tony, where there's they've got these big giant pillars where there's numbers on them and people are driving over in like the third lane and they got to dive over to the to the curb to pick somebody up. It yeah, it was it was a little scary, but I figured out where the cell phone lot was. Figured out how to get to the pickup. I never understood what a cell phone lot was until you said that. Yeah, what is it? So if you're going to pick somebody up, instead of going into short-term parking, because, you know, short-term parking, you usually get like half an hour free or whatever, and it's a flight. And it was a good thing that I didn't do that, because I would have been there more than a half an hour before I had to yeah. pick you up, um, because they didn't have a gate and all that other crap after they landed. But it's basically a lot where you just go and sit in and park for, for free, and when the person you're coming to pick up is ready, they, you know, send you a text or call you and say, hey, I'm, I'm out here, I'm ready. And then you're like, all right, and you drive to the passenger pickup area and pick them up, and there you go. Oh, shit. I see those at uh, Detroit Metro all yeah. the time. I'm you like, did, I, honestly I didn't know what it was? I didn't either. Yeah. For the longest no time, idea. I had no idea what the hell it meant until until you said, hey, I'm in the cell out. I'm like, oh, that's what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe it's because I've had to, like, for work, I've had to pick people up at the airport. So I just, you know, you hang out in the cell phone lot. And in Memphis, it was super easy. Yeah. This one was a little more complicated. But, yeah, it no. It never just, occurred to me until yeah. that exact moment. Instead of going and, like, like winding through the parking garage and parking the car Which is and what getting I out done, and meeting Because it would have never occurred to me. If I had to pick you up, I would have just kept doing <laughs> laps around. Oh, no, I wasn't going to do I was afraid I was going to have to do that, honestly. Yeah. But it, it worked out good. But that, no, it's you, you go wait for someone to call you and say, hey, I'm here. And then you go pick them up. It's really cool. <laughs> well, at this point, listeners, you can just stop listening to the podcast. It can't get any better than that. Because that's... <laughs> That's a value add right there, but we might as well start the show. He's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. In total, the landmark sat empty and unused for one-third of her life. First from 1963 to 1969, then again from 1990 to 1995. We got that from, apparently Facebook has a landmark fan page, landmark hotel casino fan page. That's where I got that from. Well, they, did, they, didn't, they didn't break up that it was a third, but they gave me the dates, and I was like, oh, shit, it's, it's like a third of their life. <laughs> I had to do some thinking. <laughs> was there any backstory as to why it sat empty from 63 to 69 and then 90 to 95? Absolutely, Tony, and we have an entire Vintage Vegas episode that covers that. Ah, so. <laughs> Boom. Oh, wait a minute, we haven't released that yet. <laughs> um, it's because. Uh, it's I was so- going to say, is that. Should I harass Tony for not listening no, to no, it? No, it, no. It, it, yeah, it occurred to me shortly after I was a smart-ass dick about it. Like, oh, no one's heard it yet, idiot. You haven't released it. <laughs> so the reason for it is similar to like uh, the stall projects that are at North Strip. When it began construction, the original owners ran into financial issues and never got it off the ground. And it wasn't until Howard Hughes came along that it actually got open. Then when it closed... It sat waiting for a potential new owner to take it over, and then when the LVCDA bought it, they sat on it for a while trying to figure out what they were going to do with it before they eventually decided to just wipe it out and turn it into a parking lot. I just don't know why you'd spend that much money and just have it sit. So many people argued that because they said they needed more parking or they needed uh, a more more convention space, and they're like, Landmark's already got, like, you could use it for that, or you could use the hotels, or you could, like, they tried desperately to save it. To save it. Because it's a landmark. And eventually, well, yeah. And eventually, <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs> eventually, they just decided it was easier to wipe it out and turn it into parking. I've never seen that whole area. 
filled with cars. So I, I don't... I, I've, I've heard some conspiracy theories as to why they did that, and, and it's actually closely related to why they did it to the Riviera as well, that there's some, some business jockeying behind the scenes to eliminate competition, but the landmark was never much competition to anybody. There's a, yeah, <laughs> so, so I don't know if that one applies, but there you go. Another cool aspect is the twip pick of the week, because this is a good one, kids. Much like a Washington, D.C. memorial, Lucky Dragon stands as a reminder of something tragic. Okay, maybe not as tragic as the events that inspire said monuments, but you come up with a better metaphor for that property. As if its location wasn't a large enough hurdle to overcome, by electing to aggressively cater to Asian gamblers only, no amount of ownership confidence was going to help this concept succeed. And odds are, it will never look any better than it does in the photo captured this week by At Vegas Photograph. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it, it's a beautiful building, that's all. <laughs> and and it's, it's weird, because I, I drove by that this week. Why did I drive by that? Because you went to the Mint. That is why. I did go to the Mint. I met Lacey there. But yeah, it, you just sort of drive, and I had to do a U-turn right in front of it. Yeah. It's it's pretty from a distance, but once you get up to it, like I couldn't even see an entrance. Yeah. Even one that was closed off. Like it's just a weird, very modern building in an area that is not. It's the kind of building that I believe will succeed on future expansions. Mega resorts, I, I think, are, are, are a fool's errand to try and expand to. But if you want to make a bunch of boutique places like this, uh, North Strip, I think that's how you succeed. But, but it's got to be a boutique that is not, does not have such a target. Well, that, yeah, that, that isn't, th that the owners aren't segregationists. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to recommend you don't go anti-Moulin Rouge. <laughs> wow. Alrighty then. That's a great line, Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, as always, we will link it. Uh, we will link the photo to our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which Patreon subscribers should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. First up, there's more Caesars acquisitions. Bloomberg is reporting rumors that Cleveland Cavaliers owner Dan Gilbert is looking to sell his interest in casinos in Ohio and Michigan. Caesars Entertainment, Gilbert's partner when the casinos in Cleveland and Cincinnati opened as horseshoes originally, until Gilbert bought them out three years later, is said to be interested in acquiring the six casinos in the portfolio. Fun fact. The downtown Cleveland Casino is located in the old Higby's department store, once featured in the holiday classic, A Christmas Story. So, I got a lot on this one. Karen, do you want to jump in first? No, no, no. I was going to say, I knew the, the Higby's fact, but, you know. <laughs> I did not know the Higby fact, although that is that is super cool. And I wonder if there would be any, any at all way to be like, oh, yeah, I kind of recognize it from this angle, from the, from the movie, but... Unlikely, but if I'm out there in, Cal in Cleveland, I'd go check out the uh, the house I that they've turned into a museum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can because I think that because the building itself might have been historical, like they had to keep the front facade. So I do feel like you can still see storefront windows, but it's not. I'm trying to remember the last well, time. Well, see, we were that's there. that's what I'm interested in because I don't imagine that you that they've got. I don't know. Maybe they do have windows that you can see into it. I would have thought that. I, I, I have no basis to, to make this claim. Hey, but Josh and Roger, go yeah. check it out and send us some pictures but, of what it looks like. Yeah, my gut tells me that Cleveland had some kind of a stupid rule where they're like, well, you can't showcase all the casino games in there, so you're going to have to cover up the windows or something dumb like that. But well, I could no, be I'm sure that's, that's the case. But I just I feel like the outside of the building, like the facade where the storefront windows were, I, I, don't, I think you could still see that. I don't know if you can see in. But right, you're right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the exterior is very similar to what it was. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So you would be able to recognize it to Tony's point. Yeah. But anyway, Tony, you said you had something to add. I also am elated because this, um, this 
Gilbert fellow is this Dan Gilbert is has um, an ownership or maybe owns all of a casino called Greek Town in the Detroit metro area. But even if he's not looking at getting rid of and liquidating his, his interest in Greek Town, to be able to have six additional Caesars Entertainment all properties right. in Ohio, poor Josh and Roger are never going to get rid of the wife and me will be like, hey guys, guess what? We're, we're hanging out in your city again. We're coming over. We're going to do more gambling. But my, part of my problem with with Ohio is they really don't have any um, hotel casinos that have hotel well hotels with the the casino itself. So, and, and this was something that that Jason and I have kind of lamented on on Vice Lounge, which is is there really much value in in getting on the radar of one of these one off casinos? But if it's a Caesars Entertainment property, that completely changes everything because now I can start using my play in Ohio for an ADT buildup good for taking out to Vegas. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and it does still look like the department building, and even the interior looks similar to what the interior of, like if you looked in a Christmas story, yeah. like the like the big ceilings and the big hallways, mm -hmm. it still looks well, yeah, similar. Structure, you can't change the floor level, so right. that's still going to be the same, so that I'm not surprised by, but that's cool. But it's kind, yeah, but, it is kind of cool because you're like, wow, like this does still look like a giant department store like I've seen in that movie, and now it's a, now now it's it's a casino. casino. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and to uh, your point, Tony, the fact that you, know, you can now get credit for gambling at another Caesars property makes more sense if it's within, you know, drivable distance. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I've always been a big fan of. Like, I know a lot of people don't like that there's less competition in Vegas, but I I am a huge fan of these larger conglomerates because for the exact reason you're talking about, Tony, like, I can play in more places and it counts, you know. Well, I, I, it's like it's not wasted on, on a smaller... Company. I have I have more of an issue of them taking over the strip than I do anything else. I don't mind if they have casinos in multiple locations because I think exactly to what Tony's talking about, it gives you a chance to go visit different places and still earn points or use comps wherever you're going. The problem is when you get to Vegas and your only two choices of anything are going to be MGM or Caesars, that I've got an issue with. Yeah. Now, the flip side of that is some of the smaller ones, it's so, you know, you've got variety of where you can go gamble, but... The pay tables are going to be the same. The comps are going to be the same. Like, it's not, there's not a lot of variety there. Yeah, to your point, Tony, they don't have a, they don't have a hotel on property, but they, you know, they partner with nearby places. Good. Good. Well, when I'm there, I'll take lots of pictures and um, have a good time. Cool. <laughs> Something that's not a good time are more bollards that are coming. The RJ is reporting that installation of more bollards along Las Vegas Boulevard has begun. However, exactly where was not disclosed. I think I might look into that during this week's 360 FHA. But the project is expected to take up to 60 days to complete and cost an estimated $3.9 million to build. 840 posts were installed in October of 2017. Another 3,800 new posts could be installed by the end of February 2019. The entire project is in response to a psychopath who decided to pull out of traffic on Las Vegas Boulevard and mow down pedestrians on the sidewalk along Planet Hollywood and Paris in 2015. I don't mind these bollards. I, yeah, I, I, I was, get it. I'm a little surprised, Tony. What's the What was your not fun comment about them? Because I don't think they interfere it from a pedestrian standpoint. I, I was always anything, concerned. I, I like them. Yeah, I, I was I'm, always concerned when I walked along that area and there wasn't a concrete barrier around there. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, as drunk as people get and they and they traverse back and forth through oh, this. They, but the thing with, with bollards is they can still be drunk well, and that's fall true. over. It's just going to prevent the cars from coming I'm just, in to I'm hit just them. saying before I was, <laughs> I was concerned about that. But I, I'm curious, Tony, as to why you're like, oh, that's not fun. I, I really just needed something to transition I with. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Sorry. He's a Didn't pro. Didn't mean to call you out there. He's a pro and you, you, rain, you ruined it. I mean, listen, I'll give you one thing. They might ever so slightly take away from the aesthetics that is the strip. Yeah. But most people aren't, you know, for eye level, they're, they're really not looking that low. They're looking up higher. So they're right. looking up at the neon and, and, the, and the bloom of the flamingo sign and, you know, that sort of aspect. So re realistically, I, I, and you're right, I think it's. I think it's a very smart and safe thing to do. And unfortunately, in 2018, it's just, it's a necessary evil. Yep. 
Oh, so we talked about it already, but let's discuss the not-so-lucky dragon. This week, Lucky Dragon filed a motion to close the hotel and cease payments to all vendors and employees immediately. The request comes eight months after the North Strip Casino closed, which happened 14 months after it opened. At the time of the closing, plans to reopen were announced after the company restructured, but clearly that isn't happening. The resort was not only Asian-themed, it was heavily focused on catering to that market and that market alone. Many believe the only reason the hotel has stayed open as long as it has is because Lucky Dragon was largely funded by the EB-5 program, which grants visas to foreign investors in American businesses. Concern around what would happen to those visas should the entire project close was the inspiration behind keeping the hotel open. While the at, or at least that's the theory. While that aspect has not been clarified, this move sends a clear message that the project is losing so much money it can't even continue to keep the illusion that the project is anything but dead, at least in current ownership hands. Lucky Dragon's largest creditor, Snow Cover Capital, had the winning bid for the real estate the property is located on last week. No word what future plans are for the site. See, I just don't understand how they thought the hotel in that area with no casino was going to work. And that's why I'm convinced it was it was a ruse to make sure that they that they stalled long enough so those visas wouldn't be revoked. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe there was a 2-year requirement that that the investment was and now now that's long enough that those visas won't be revoked, but yeah, it, it was it was terrible. As a matter of fact, so when I was doing one of the FHEs, I was primarily hanging around North Strip, and I took a bunch of pictures of it, and it kind of freaked me out that I saw people come out of the hotel, and I'm like, what the fuck? Because, like, I'm not nearly as bold as Scott, at least at this point, I'm not nearly as bold as Scott where I'll walk into places where I'm like, if I get caught, I'm going to get in trouble for this. You know, for the most part, I just wander around and any place that, that appears open to the public or that could very easily be misunderstood. Uh, like, like. So they were walking in, in and out of it like they were just checking it out or they were walking no, they out of it like it. they were... They, like they, they, it looked to me as if they had checked into the place and they were leaving to then go somewhere and go do something. And it was so bizarre to me and, and unnerving because if you look even in this picture, the, the driveway to get to this area oh, yeah. looks sketchy. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm not walking back there, not with this camera, man, because I'm convinced this is a giant ruse to get me to walk back there <laughs> so fuckers can jump me and take this camera. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got nothing on this one. There, there's nothing to add to it, Tony. There isn't. Have you ever been there? No. No, I, it, it opened and closed before I had a chance. I mean, maybe I was in town one time right. when it was open, but it was open for such a short amount of time. I, yeah, it was no, open I never for like 14 months, wasn't 14 it? months. And the interesting thing is we were there twice. We were in Vegas twice while it was open and didn't go. Well, yeah, there's no reason to go down there. Right, exactly. Like, it, like it looks like a cool building, but the, like even the fact that like they were catering, like, like I listen, I don't care if it like, you cater to high rollers or you cater to whoever it is your audience is but it, it it just seemed like you almost gave me no incentive to go check this out and I'm a guy that fucking adores this entire city but I'm like I'm not going all the way down there to see that just for yeah. what's the point I guess because I thought it would be open longer I figured <laughs> it would be something to do maybe if I was taking somebody new to that area so maybe they had never seen Win Encore before or they wanted to check out the Strat or, you know, or something, you know, like you'd find an excuse, you would roll it into something else that you had wanted to go see. And so you just make it a part of that area of the strip to check out. But like I said, unless you're going to make a specific plan and go do that, you wouldn't get there. And, and I just didn't get there before they closed. Well, and man behind the curtain, we talked about the concept of a North, like a real North Strip Vegas vacation. Yeah. And that but. was part of it. Like, we were like, okay, it, we're going to have to incorporate the monorail because we're going to have to do Westgate. We're going to have to, you know, we're going to need to have that that connection there. 
So we would have SLS at the time, Westgate. We would have Lucky Dragons getting ready to open, and we got Stratosphere. So it's going to be some walking, but you know we're a large enough group. You know we we, we can pull it off. Everybody it should, be safe. Yeah, it should should be you know should still be a fun idea. But yeah, you're right. Like we we had we were just in the in the talking you know uh, phase of whether we wanted to do this. We're like, well, we just lost one of the options, so fuck that idea. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what's going on with the Las Vegas Stadium parking? A parking plan for Las Vegas Raiders Stadium was submitted to the Clark County Commission this month, proposing four dedicated lots ticket holders would be directed to park in. The problem? All four are more than a mile away from the stadium. The developer's plans to overcome the parking lot location constraints is to offer shuttle service to and from the remote parking lots to the stadium. But that also means that Mandalay Bay, Luxor, and Excalibur would actually be closer parking options to the stadium, something the MGM representative on the stadium commission board was not psyched about, expressing concern about dealing with the already high demand for parking on the weekend without adding 65,000 people attending UNLV games on Saturday and Raiders games on Sunday. Stadium developers will continue to review and refine the plan Las Vegas Raiders Stadium is projected to open in 2020. It's funny, I can't remember who, who did, or maybe it's been several people, but some people have said, no, 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 they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna be fine, they're gonna have a plan. I'm like, I know that you've never had a professional football team yeah. before, so I'll, I'll give you a pass on this. I've lived in many places that have them, yep. and that's fucking crazy talk right there, because Every stadium has a shit ton of fucking parking right around it. And then the remote parking is what handles the spillover. And you're talking about, no, 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 just right off the bat, we're doing remote parking. Like, this is never going to work. Never, ever going to work. This is going to be a huge catastrophe. So I, I want to give Tony a chance first to see if he has an opinion on the sports ball conversation. The only thing I can say is I don't understand why they don't build like an 18 story parking garage. I, I've right said the same thing. I've said the exact same thing. <laughs> so, okay. So two things I, I thought about the, you know, the gigantic parking garage. The issue is going to be getting people in and out after the game. It will take so long to get traffic out of a gigantic parking garage. If you think about it, most of the stadiums that we've been to, they don't have parking garages. You might see them around arenas. That only you know seat twenty some thousand people, but not sixty five thousand. So that's the the logistics of and getting. Can you people. imagine? They were initially talking about building it as big as as Texas Stadium, which yeah, can seat 100, like a hundred thousand. Yeah. I'm like, you're oh my god! What so a glad they didn't do that. Disaster that would be. So I I I agree initially with the thought of a parking garage, but the logistics of getting people in and out in a timely fashion before and after the game is going to be a disaster. Well, and honestly, they don't want to pay for the fucking real estate well, that's going to be around there to, that and too. then turn it into a parking lot. Like tough fucking shit, man. Well, because they took the real estate that was around there for the stadium. Yeah. Number two. And I completely agree with you, Mark, that having the four main parking lots a mile away from the stadium Terrible. is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Terrible. Like, like, those definitely work for the cheap seats. Definitely. Those people were already going to do that. That's how that was going to work. But you know they're, gonna, they're still going to charge 25 bucks a, a car to park there. Right. Which yeah. is what's crazy. You're going to have... And, and this concept negates tailgating, which... Yes. There's no... Fucking way! And especially any NFL team, yeah, is ever not going to have yep. a significant tailgating presence. Yeah, and especially the Raiders are known yeah. for their crazy no ass tailgating. Way. So, no granted, way. I understand that a lot of the Raiders fans now live in Oakland, and that's where they're going to be. Right. But they, when they were in LA, when they were in Oakland, they've always been known for their crazy fans and the tailgating. So you would expect that to travel right. here, yeah. and you're basically prohibiting that from happening. Well, and look at the Golden Knights. I mean, they this fucking city got super yeah. behind them. So you've got to believe they're like, oh my god, we're gonna get so, the fucking tailgate. This is gonna be amazing. So that that goes to my third point is. I think that they are counting on the majority of people who are going to the games are not going to be locals, which I think is stupid. I yeah. think they're counting on, you know, with the number of folks that come to Vegas, like, and we talked about this before, because initially before we knew we were moving here, it's like, oh, 
wouldn't it be cool if the Browns play the Raiders? We right. could go to Vegas and watch them play. Right. I think they're counting on, they have to be counting on like half of the people buying tickets. So it's going to be interesting to see how many season tickets they give out or sell versus how many individual games they do. Because I think that they're counting on a bulk of their folks of the folks that are going to come in to go to the games are going to be from out of town. So they're already going to be on the strip. They probably won't have cars at their parking because, you know, they're coming in from out of town. So they're just going to stay there and figure out how to, you know, walk across the highway and back or whatever to get to the stadium. <laughs> right. Which means they may have to improve the walkways. Right. But I think that that's the other thing that they're counting on is that it's, you know, not just that locals are going to park. At Mandalay and, you know, Luxor and Excalibur, but that the, the people that are going to the games aren't going to be residents. But, I mean, realistically, realistically, let, let's optimistically say Oh, this, this is going to be a disaster. Let, let's optimistically say half of the people that go aren't locals. That's still 30-some thousand people that are parking. Yeah. And, and I so, mean, I'm not 30,000 because I'm sure there are people carpooling and more than one person in a car, but you get my still, point. It's still 15,000 cars, you know. 20, well, so think about it. So if we wanted to go to a game. Oh, I'd Uber. Jesus Christ, exactly. I'd Uber to it. So they better have a fantastic In-N-Out Uber right. area. <laughs> Because I think that's where the, what the locals are going to do. I think they're going to lose out on the tailgating and the parking revenue. I, I just I think it's going to be it, it's going to be ugly. And the first season that they're here is going to be a disaster because they won't have figured it out. I'm encouraged that even with MGM on the board realizing that they would make this, that that the entire commission and the vocal guy from MGM is like. Um, this isn't cool. This is a bad what idea. What the fuck are you guys doing? No, 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 no. This is a terrible idea. Go back and come up with a better plan and then bring that back to us because yeah. this this isn't going to cut it. I mean, any any college or pro football stadium, when you're trying to pack people in to go see a game, you can't have your main parking a mile away. No. It, it just, it, it's going to be awful. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Beat that one to death. <laughs> <sighs> I'm so, uh, sorry, I'm back. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Glad you came back. Did you get your drink refilled, Tony? Just in time. I, I did, yes. We're, we're, we're fine. That's that was good. great okay. timing. All right, let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, the Las Vegas Sun announced that afternoon comedian and magician Mac King has extended his residency at Harris by another five years. King has not only been a Vegas resident performer for 19 years, but he's done all 19 of those years at Harris Casino. Yeah, he spent three months off strip, and Harris saw him like, no, 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 come, come work for us. He's been there ever since. So cool. I've, I've seen his show one time. Isn't it good? Probably 11 years ago. I thought it was great. I thought it was absolutely outstanding. And since you can usually get in for free, but then you got to buy, like, two drinks and they don't even have to be adult beverages they can be like you know five dollar pops right. for 10 bucks um you're getting an outstanding hour hour and 15 minute show absolutely i would recommend it to anybody who especially if gambling isn't necessarily your thing you're just looking to take a break um i don't know who that person would be and thank god they don't come to vegas vacations but <laughs> i'm really looking forward to getting into my new daily rhythm in vegas so we can start taking advantage of like locals tickets deals so we can see shit like this so the sad thing was is like what popped into my head was wasn't he one of the original kings of comedy and i'm like no you're thinking of bernie mac <laughs> And Kings of Comedy, and not that's not him. Okay, no, Matt no, King, not that's him. funny. <laughs> Sorry. Lego Vegas is now available for purchase on Amazon for $40. Don't forget to support the show by clicking on the Amazon banner on the 360VegasPodcast.com blog before making your purchase. Listener at 31 Hollywood shared that while it wasn't easy, he was able to reconfigure the Lego strip so that Bellagio is more accurately represented to the right of Luxor instead of to the left as the playset locates it. Yeah, early reports are that the size is rather underwhelming. Like, it's not any larger than, like, a dollar bill. Tony, what do you think? Um, so I finally put mine together this week. Yeah. <laughs> finally. And it's uh, roughly 11 uh, inches long and not more than about 2 inches wide. But it's, I mean, listen, for, for 40 bucks, yeah. for being Vegas, for picking... You know, things that are very iconic to the city. Like when you think of Vegas, I mean, they could have done a little better, no offense, win encore, but I mean, you know, you've got the pyramid, uh, you've got Bellagio and its fountains out front, you've got the Luxor, uh, you've got the sign, the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. 
personally, I would rather of them instead of putting in um, Win Encore, well, Encore, but of Win Encore, if they would have done Caesar's Palace, I think that would have been cool, oh, yeah. or maybe oh, you Paris. done like a little Way Coliseum better. kind of thing yeah. would have been. So, but but it is what it is. For forty bucks, uh, you know what? It's it's cool. It's a piece of Vegas that I was able to buy in Vegas, which makes it even that much more cool <laughs> to me. We are so, so alike. I do the same thing. I'm like, oh no, but I actually bought it there. That's part yeah. of the memory. And yet, yeah. you don't have one yet. I don't have one yet. The esports lounge at Downtown Grand has closed, and MGM Grand has begun renovating the Level Up space. How are those two related? They're uh, millennial attractions. Oh, so you just lumped them all into one? <laughs> yeah, because they're okay. both failing. Okay. <laughs> Nomad, the fancy hotel option on top of the mistake at Monte Carlo, is now accepting reservations for stays starting October 12th. Stay in boutique luxury accommodations only a few hundred feet above an active construction zone working to bring the most uninteresting concept in the Las Vegas Strip. Adding to the exciting options are the pool and the bar. There will also be the restaurant at Nomad. Oh my god, are you serious? You know, That's what they're calling this You know shit? what, you know what? For some reason, I don't hate these names. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, I like the simplicity. You know of what? It's easy because you're like, where's the pool? Where's the bar? And where's the restaurant? Right. But it it goes to the the what originally was meant to just be a smart ass comment that only is further confirmed the more details come out that I I feel like their creative meetings was like, okay, we need to make the most uninteresting, unoffensive, forgettable property absolutely possible. How can we do that? No. I got it. I got it. Park MGM. So I think what they thought was back to Mandalay, and they're like, "Look, we used to have the hotel, and that was awesome." Yeah, but these never aren't... mind. They renamed it. But then, like, <laughs> okay, well, we did the hotel. Let's do the pool, the restaurant, and the bar. Yeah, but the the th and the e aren't all capital. I, but I, so I so it's just to, the it's just the pool. Trying to make a joke. It's not the pool. I know. It's all MGM. All under mirror. <laughs> all <Sorry>. under mirror. <laughs> all right. <laughs> James Taylor announced a residency at Caesars Palace Coliseum. The 12-show run will begin on Wednesday, April 17th of 2019 and have performances every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday through May 11th. Friends, the musical parody, announced it will open at the D on Fremont Street October 26th. We have to go see that. See, I'm concerned. I, mean, I think it's going to be funny. That I, I think you should see it on October 26th because I think it's going to close on Saturday, <laughs> October 27th. <laughs> oh, love it. Vital Vegas reports that Palace Station will now offer their buffet as a dining option from midnight to 8 a.m., making it the only late night buffet option on or near the Strip, or so advertising tells Mark. Do, do we know if there are any buffets open that late? I mean, I do think they all close. According have, to Ted Newkirk over at his Access Vegas page on Facebook, he's saying it's also the only midnight to 8 a.m. Hmm. That's pretty buffet. interesting. I mean, I, like, I can't think if I'm on the strip, I would wander off strip to go to a buffet, but it's, uh, it's, it's a cool concept. I, I mean, it's similar to what we've talked about. Like, I wish there were a little bit more of old school Vegas in there, and that's, that's definitely that, old school that Vegas. That would be it. And we, we haven't been there yet. Alistair tried it out. I and he said oh, not he, to that buffet. No, but, but he's eaten at the buffet. He said it was good. Yeah. So, but I don't know. We'll have to see. A couple of thoughts. Number, thought number one is how many times have we been in Vegas and we are drunk as shit in all, and, and, and there's something about when you're, when you're drunk hungry, you're like, okay, things could go south very quickly <laughs> if I don't get food in. Right. Right. And so you don't want to go to a 24 hour cafe because you got to sit there and you got to wait and right. you got to wait and you got to wait for your food. If I could go in there and fuck, I don't care. Charge me $30 to get in at four o'clock in the morning. Right. Let me just destroy that buffet. <laughs> yeah, that's a great well, point. But, but the only thing is it's off strip. So you well, have to get to it first. I understand, and, and I okay. get that, and, and maybe, you know, if Palace Station tries it out and they like it, maybe it gets adopted at Rio, since it's essentially across the... No, no it's not. I'm confusing it with um, Gold palms. Coast and, and Palms. But yeah. regardless, people see that they're doing it. But my other observation was, you know, midnight to 8 a.m. Vegas time could theoretically be, you know, what, 
1 p.m. to 9 p.m. some other person's time from another country who goes, well, oh, I, yeah. I'm hungry now. I just why, got here. What the hell? My, why, my yeah. clock hasn't reset. I need food. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I am disappointed that that this is the only 24-hour uh, buffet, but wouldn't that be super cool if it's, you know, caught on? God, what a great point, Tony. You're absolutely right. What are the... Uh, how would we not end up at a buffet if there were one open when it's 1 a.m. and we're drunk and if we're all If there's no line hungry? and you can just wander in, absolutely. Oh, how would we not? Like, that would end up becoming a staple of Vegas vacation. We're like, we okay, just we need to feed all these drunken it. people. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, line man. up the buffet. Yeah, come on, Strip. you got to adopt this shit. <laughs> are, you, are you done or did you have more? No. That's okay, all. I just want to make sure. They want to cut you off. Appreciate it. Vital Vegas is reporting that Cosmopolitan's new policy allowing players to shoot video of slot play has made a noticeable increase in slot play. I was unaware that you couldn't do this already. Right? Um, I, um, I, they, people, they get wonky about things like that. Maybe I just haven't spent enough time at a slot machine in a long time. Well, like, I know they still get shitty at tables. Depending right. on where you're at, they'll get shitty at tables. Well, now, we play at a lot of places where they're pretty cool about it. We do video poker and take pictures of, you know, our four of a kinds, or if we right. get a big hand or whatever all the time, they never say anything. But, I mean, I've never seen anybody shitty about a slot machine unless I was at G2E, and that's because they don't want me leaking, you know, what yeah. they're working on until well, yeah. they released it. Uh, uh, the only thing I can really add to any of this is merely one time, and this is almost apples to oranges, but one time, the only time that both my wife and I were out at, in Atlantic City, I got some sort of cool bonus on the short-lived Beetlejuice slot machine, <laughs> wow. and I took like a video of the um, of the of the bonus round, and somebody came up to me, and it was a patron. Somebody came up to me and said, "Hey, listen." I'm not going to say anything to you, but I'm just giving you a heads up. They get real cranky around here when people videotape anything oh, on their slot so machines. Weird. That's weird. So, yeah. The RJ reports what Vital Vegas reported a year ago, that Chick-fil-A will open its first restaurant on the Vegas Strip. While sources have not confirmed, the location is expected to be at Planet Hollywood, in the space formerly home to Pink's Hot Dogs, and currently home to Pinup Pizza. Huh. They still plan on being closed on Sunday. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I, get. I'm more annoyed sorry. by their homophobic chicken. Than <laughs> I think that. Um, I think that's according to um, Scott on his Vital Vegas podcast. He said that that's not the case any longer. He, he all to, uh, be to cool. the best of my recollection, he he said that that isn't accurate any longer or, or I was love at one it. time. But. I would love it. Well, no, no, no. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If that isn't the case in Vegas, that's the first place because yeah. in every airport, every, they are in every restaurant, that, because they oh, were oh, fucking... I'm sorry. They I misunderstood. Every, I thought you were talking about the homophobic chicken. Oh, oh <laughs> that they aren't homophobic anymore. Well, right. they have a new CEO who's doing her best to... To minimize their yeah. their their strong but, Christian but, beliefs and the public outcry from them. Yeah. But um, you know what would what would be very interesting what? is if a Vegas casino because think about it that location in a casino in Las Vegas to be closed on Sunday would I mean you're losing so much in revenue and I would think well, that the your rent yeah I mean that's well, yeah, four that's what I mean. days that you're down a and, month. and you've got to cover the rent on that yeah and I just I think it would be very interesting if a casino would say no if you want to come in here you have to serve our patrons when they're here and they're here all see, the time see I don't think they care because one of the things that that has been trending in the last five years is that everybody just wants to charge rent like, it, like they don't do this stuff in house anymore they just want to make sure that they're getting paid Every month, you know, they, they don't really care if your business succeeds or fails. They just, they want to make sure that they're getting their money. Obviously, they don't care if they succeed or fail because they've been rotating through concepts in that spot for a while, which is crazy. Yeah, and sort of where I, like, it is. I don't know if, it, what happened to Pink's because that thing used to be really popular. And Pinup Pizza still seems like it, it runs a lot of people through it, but I don't know. I, I guess, I guess they're looking for the next White Castle, which was such a giant success down at Casino Royale. And shit, we, we saw it at Vegas Vacation 7 down, uh, you know, once it got real late, the the lines on that Fremont uh, yeah. Street location just fucking out the door. I mean, it's... Because it's that's the only time you can eat White Castles when you're drunk off your ass <laughs> late at night. 
in the I'm not quite sure how this is news news, a Las Vegas bus driver has been taken out of active service this week after going on a nine minute rant about how stressful his job was to his fellow passengers. This was all captured on video by one of said passengers, but nobody was hurt in the incident. I kind of want to watch the video. I see. I don't because <laughs> I feel like it encourages people to do this. Like how sad, right. like at this point, well, no, he, lost, were, he lost his job for it, so apparently it's not encouraging anybody. Yeah, to I do mean, it. at this, no, no, I mean, it encourages people to videotape this shit. Like somebody, I mean, Is somebody rant, losing their mind and going in a nine-minute rant. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. At this point, it seems like if you work with the public, like, like you, there's no room for error whatsoever. I mean, granted, this is a nine-minute error. Nine-minute. <laughs> okay, a couple of, you know, turn around and go. Would you fucking sit down and shut up? Right. Okay. Right. That's that's a, a, a I, mistake in working with the public. Right. A nine-minute rant <laughs> is not. This is him just like, I am going to unload. And who is stuck on this bus for nine minutes? Where were they going? Like, where did they get on and where were they trying to get off? Or did they just stay on to say, I I can't stop. I agree. I am grasping to try and help this man because you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, like not only did this rant have to last so long that somebody's like, I have to whip my phone out and start recording this, but they're like, Jesus Christ, I have content. We could go to commercial break. I have so much content with this. <laughs> One thing that I have learned through the years is is you have to have if you're even if your job aggravates you, that's fine. If it pays the bills and does what you need to do, you just have to find a way to to like let all that stress out someplace sure. other than at work. <laughs> right. But if you let it out at work, yeah, you're not going to be employed there much longer. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I'm sure it's best that that they they put him out of service, or I, I don't know if he's on administrative leave or whatever it is. But maybe they're getting him counseling. Yeah, if you snapped <laughs> and went off on people for nine minutes, you were clearly unhinged, and we are yeah. we are fortunate that all you did was, was rant, rant for and nine not minutes. take the bus right. and drive it off the edge exactly. of an overpass. Right. You were clearly on the edge, on the fucking brink of yeah. losing your shit. Thankfully, you just ranted. <laughs> well, and how long must this guy have been ranting before somebody thought, well, shit, I ought to take the phone <laughs> and videotape right? Yeah. We only got right, because, nine minutes recorded. How yeah, long exa- did this yeah. go on? <laughs> because usually when somebody starts to go on a rant, you don't, it's like when you're on a winning streak. You never know you're on a winning streak right. until it's over, right? right? <laughs> you don't know that you've got this rant going until you're like, oh, shit, I should get my phone out and start recording this. And yet nine minutes later, it's liquid, it's gold. And, and the fact that you're ranting to people that are causing your stress. You're yeah. ranting about how stressful your job is to the very people that well, my, are causing my it. My guess is, is people were, were specifically causing it at that right. moment, and he's unloading that, on them. Like, that's just shut up and get on the bus. That's why I want to see this, at least the beginning of it, right. to see how it started or where they started recording. We might not see how it started, but anyway. The Westgate Sportsbook, known as Superbook, announced plans to expand their brand across the country now that sports betting has been legalized throughout. No locations or partners were disclosed. Plaza now offers Casino Dominoes as a gaming option, making the game no longer just something used as a diversion in Ocean's 13. <laughs> Details on how to play the game can be found at CasinoDominoes.com. Do you like, Continu- learning- oh, sorry. Do you like learning new games, Tony? Casino? Uh, uh, I don't know how... I don't like dominoes, but I'm not 88 years old. Right. So I don't know oh how God. I would necessarily want to gamble on something like I that. I learned but. to play dominoes on my trip to Puerto Rico. Yeah. It was so much fun. See, I, I, I get if you But know, I don't know that I want to gamble on it. See, and that's, that's the point that I'm trying to get to is that I don't like, even if it's a small amount of money, I don't like to gamble while I learn how to play your game. Because uh, I, I just... Like they need a Domino's tutorial that you can download to your app so you can learn how to play. Or, 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 download or, your or phones, like, can... like when they do like the free like how to play craps right. things. Like like do that. Because I don't want to sit down and be like, so, all right, so here's 20 bucks. How do I play this game? Oh, I lost. That's great. So, But I still don't know how to play this game. <laughs> I've learned how to lose my money. Right. Now. Yeah. That's me how to win. <laughs> Continuing the move to absurdity... Caesars Entertainment officially announced that they will no longer offer plastic straws. They will only be available upon request. California leads the march of morons with proposed legislation that would make it illegal for restaurants to give guests plastic straws unless requested. How the fuck do you enforce that? Oh, oh, I didn't ask for this. Boom. 
Where are the police? Bring them over here right now. No, they, Call this asshole off. They will pay some random person to come in right. and just order a soda and say, oh, you gave it to me and I didn't ask. So oh, so it's going to be a sting operation like you oh, send yeah. miners in to go buy alcohol? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is so fucking annoying. Especially, especially anybody who's bought any sort of electronics and they're in those ridiculous ridiculous plastic things you need to take fucking sit like tin cutters to get into Thank like you. okay outlaw that fucking shit not straws you fucking well morons. and you, you realize why this is is like some because some fucking hippie, random person some california hippie specifically no 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 because this didn't start here you realize the uk has already completely outlawed plastic straws they oh have, god damn using, it uk they're using paper straws so some random person found one straw in the blowhole blowhole of either a dolphin or whale or something I'm like oh my god you're hurting the animals never mind you can breathe through it it's a straw what's the problem <laughs> it's all they're really doing is snorkeling god exactly. how do you know how do you know you weren't helping this 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 whale had a collapsed blowhole and this helped and now you're taking that away well except you know for how the many times i've had a plug nose and i just wish i had straws except for the fact oh hold on though stop thinking about this that you still have to be able to close the blowhole in order for them to die so that they don't lose all the air out. So, <laughs> you Listen, I'm not saying it's a perfect thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> you like, you want to make an omelet, you got to crack a couple eggs, man. <laughs> I'm going to need them to evolve and eventually figure that out. you got to start somewhere, all right? <laughs> oh, my God. The outside pane of a double-pane glass window on the 23rd floor Sky Lobby shattered this week at the Waldorf Astorias, formerly known as the Mandarin Oriental City Center. No one was injured and property damage was minimum. An investigation is underway to determine the cause. What the fuck? I read an early stupid social media thing that I was like, there's no way this is accurate. They're like... You know, somebody threw something at him, like, 23 fucking stories up, someone threw something at Or it. somebody from inside threw something at well, it. Well, no, because shattered. the outside pane broke. Oh. So that's why I was oh, like, 23. I was like, use some fucking logic, you moron. It's the 23rd fucking story. What professional fucking baseball player? No, you'd, you'd have to have one of those like t-shirt air cannons with like <laughs> right. a baseball loaded in it and go, poof. Was it a dolphin shooting a straw at a blowhole? <laughs> There was an angry Mirage Dolphin. <laughs> and Pronto by Giadas at Caesars Palace, as well as Lakeside at Wynn, are now offering weekend brunches. Pronto's will be Saturday and Sunday at the Wine Bar from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. and run you $50. Lakeside's will be Sunday from 10.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. and run you $68. Details for both options are available at their respective websites. I hope Pronto's expands their dining options at the wine bar. Cause well, they just said they're offering the brunch. Yeah. Well, let's see. It's a bit stark. 50 bucks a pop. That's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. So it looks like we've got a couple of uh, listener feedback emails. Karen, why don't you tell us what Wendy had to say? All right. The first email is from Wendy Benson. She says, hello, 360. I wanted to start by saying you, th you three are the greatest. I started binge listening back in March to prepare for a Vegas trip. My cousin and I have started a new annual Mother's, Mother's Day trip. I have started looking around where to stay next trip in May 2019. We were considering Golden Nugget. Any thoughts on quality of stay here? We are looking for budget-friendly room that is fairly clean. Doesn't need to be fancy. Just sleeping and showering is all we will be doing there, as you should in Vegas. Thanks for your advice. By the way, congrats, Mark and Karen, on the big move. It was once my dream years ago to move to Vegas, but life had other plans for me and blessed me with two wonderful little boys. Thanks again. Love you all, Wendy. That was a very nice email. That was a wonderful email. What would you recommend? So I, I, I would just say that if you're looking for budget, Golden Nugget is not it. I would say you can probably find better deals, clean rooms at the D. I haven't been to the Plaza Century model, they've remodeled, but I've heard that those are, you know, yeah. good as well. I honestly would also encourage you to try out the Cal Main Street Station or Downtown Grand because those rooms were reasonable and clean those are gorgeous. and Especially comfortable. Especially the cow. My God, what yeah. they've done to the cow. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Although I, I will say that the 
the cost at staying at Golden Nugget is not nearly as as much of a difference as it used to be. I mean, you can get rooms basically for the same price at the D as really? you can. Really? Okay, Golden maybe it's Nugget. been a while since I, I knew um, that we looked at them. Yeah, but I just it, remember before we looked at them, like the Golden Nugget was like way expensive. I, I I would would agree with you from the fun point because we've just never had fun at Golden Nugget. We just haven't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if maybe it's it's similar to Bellagio, where it just isn't our speed. It's just not like they don't, and it's just not the vibe that we prefer. But yeah, the the, the D, the uh, almost every other place is is more fun. <laughs> uh, let me. Uh, I'll I'll proffer a couple minutes of advice. I've <laughs> stayed at the Golden Nugget, and I think it's fine. I don't think that uh, what you're going to pay, you're going to enjoy your money's worth for the room. Again, particularly if your goal is simply to sleep and shower there. I think that Karen hit the nail on the head. As a matter of fact, I had some notes here in the column. I had uh, <laughs> D Plaza in the Cal. I forgot about downtown Grand. Yeah. Personally, I would recommend the California, but that's personal preference. I like that place a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a good spot. I like, though, that um, you know, if you're coming, you know, if you're looking for a weekend in May, Wendy, if you're <laughs> willing to push out your Mother's Day trip by like just one extra weekend, I, know, I mean, right? you you could Vegas just come vacation. on out for Vegas Vacation Eight, food for thought. Yeah. Wendy, um, I, I don't want to say it'll be the best time of your entire life, but yeah, but you know what? The only way to prove us wrong is to come out for us. So. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing. I love that she started doing a Mother's Day weekend. I'm hoping she's doing it with her other female friends that are yeah. mothers and they're coming out to Vegas. Yes. That is awesome. I mean, there's so many there's so many groups that that I love that Vegas pulls together. That it's it's the kind of thing like we don't ever get to hang out anymore. Let's go to Vegas and hang out. Like I love that about this town. And the other thing I was going to say is, you know, Wendy, don't give up on your dreams just because you have two beautiful little boys. Because, you know, Christina, who is at Raising Las Vegas, has taught us she has two little boys and they moved here. And it is a fabulous place to raise your kids and your family. So don't give up on that dream. If you <laughs> sure. still want to be out here, sure. it's all Especially I'm if you're awesome. We, we are encouraging more awesome to, <laughs> to live yes. around here. Bring so, the awesome. So we can hang so out. It needs more awesome. That's right. <laughs> Wendy, I'm, I'm also looking at the uh, Golden Nuggets website for the weekend of Memorial Day. Or excuse me, of um, Mother's. Uh, Mother's Day. You're looking at $186 oh, that's before... Insane resort fees on Friday and 186 before resort fees on Saturday. I just don't think compared to the D or the Cal or the Plaza, all of which are three places that I've stayed in and would highly recommend. I think you get way better bargain of a room Especially than, than paying that $186. Wow. Yeah, for that price. No way. Yeah. Uh, one last observation. She said that she's looking for a place that's fairly clean. I'm going to need you to define for me what <laughs> level of fairly is good for you. I mean, what, is it is it the leftover used condom or syringe that pushes it over the edge? Which wow. One do you <laughs> I have experienced point. none of those. The closest I got to that was the plaza before they remodeled. That was scary, but they've remodeled. And I, Tony, if you've stayed there since then, and they look great, I'm I'm excited about what they're doing at the casino. So you know, but yeah. All right. Next up, and this is super cool that I'm reading this one because this is from our dear friend Sonia Hansen. Her name is not Sophia. <laughs> and frankly, I think I was even calling the wrong woman, uh, who I thought you was were. Sonia. Yeah, you were. But the real Sonia, she says. Sonia Hansen says, "Hi, new friends." at 360 Vegas. I just wanted to send a quick note to thank you for the wonderful time I enjoyed with you fine folks and your fellow listeners on Sunday at the recent iteration of the 360 Vegas vacation. Smiley face. I was a little <laughs> leery of walking into a new group that I knew nothing about, parenthetical, since my husband Adam is the podcast subscriber and I am merely the tag along, but it was such a welcoming group and the most fun I've had in a minute. <laughs> My wife says the same thing with sex with my <laughs> One minute, my poor wife. She says, thanks for having us. And Karen, what a roll. Those dice were on fire. Thanks so much for an absolute blast. Sonia Hansen. Awesome. It is super. So here, here's what I love about this, about her message is, and I, we've heard this many times, and I It's humbling I hope, every well, no, time. Well, no, but what, I, what I'm hoping, honestly, is that, because I do think the majority of the listeners to the show are guys, and I think that when they tell their wives, um, and Chris 
Moore did this with his wife, Julie. It's like, hey, let's go out to Vegas, and there's this great podcast and these people, and I want to meet up with them. And she's like, I don't know these people. Right. This is crazy. Why do I want to go spend my vacation time to go see these group of psychos that you've been listening to? What I love is the fact that she had a great time. Because the, the people that come out, yes, we're a little crazy. But it, it can get a little nuts, but they're so welcoming. And you're going to find people from any and all walks of life. They all have one thing in common. In, forget that it's Vegas, but they like to have a good time. Right. And they're welcoming and they, they, you know, oh, you're new. First time here. Oh, great. Where are you from? Like, it's just, I am so glad that she, you know, felt welcomed and had a good time and felt comfortable with this group. Right, right. Because I really do think it's important if you're, especially if you're a married couple, that you do have places that you like to go together. And believe me, I get why Vegas might not seem like it if your husband is all into whatever, the gambling or the drinking I mean, it took or the whatever. It did. years to it figure did. out, like, you don't like the same things about Vegas that I like. Nope. I mean, we like a lot of the same things, but, like, the things you became passionate about were not anything you were going to experience with me. You needed right. to find the extended family that we've created with this to show you, like, oh, my God, there's tons of other cool things yeah. here. And I just, I'm thrilled that, it, I mean, if she, they were just there on Sunday, then, you know, God bless them. I hope they come back oh, and, yeah. and spend more time and get to, you know, Definitely. spend more time with the folks. But I'm so glad that, again, our listeners are just the best and they're so, so welcoming and yeah. they're so, you know, just, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not, I don't want to say kumbaya, but they just welcome everybody in and hug them and say, hey. And yeah, it's, it, yeah, it really is. I couldn't be more proud of our group. We are incredibly welcoming it's not only have i met some of the best friends of my entire life and i continue to expand every time there's more people it's uh they 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 don't disappoint they they don't disappoint they make us look good that's true well and i'll i'll make a closing comment which is to say i think the most stressful part about 360 vegas vacations is not and and i would put stressful in air quotes because there's nothing stressful about a Vegas vacation but one thing that I'm very cognizant of is there's a certain level of pressure that you that at least I feel needs to be brought for the spouse of the listener for the podcast because at least the listener knows okay well I conceptually I know who Mark and Karen and Tony are because I listen to them on a week by week basis you bring your spouse along who doesn't listen to the podcast and they truly have no idea what they're in for or what's going (laughs) on or what they're doing. And I'm like, all right, we got to make sure that this person who has literally, because in a roundabout way, and this is a little um, humble brag, but I'm going to say it. We make the spouse of the, we make the listener look good when their spouse is having a good time, right? Right. Because the spouse is the one that is the most uh, reticent about going out. Take Julie Moore, for example. But when... Someone like a Julie Moore, or in this case, uh, Sonia Hansen, says that was a lot of fun. It makes their spouse look good to say, "Okay, I get why you would listen to this podcast. These people are fun. You know that that was cool and a good use of our our time and limited you know resources of vacation time and and money and." Blah, and again, blah, blah. I, so. I hope she comes back and, and tries it a little, little bit longer yeah. with time. more of the events yeah. and, and because the first day, if you're there on Sunday, Sunday is probably chaos. Oh, craziest. you're drinking from a, wa- a fire hose. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's true. And the true. bus and all of that. I mean, Sunday yep. is the craziest. You get into some of the other events later, like, you know, Banger Brewery or the Bar Crawl or, okay, so karaoke the, was those a little are, nutty. Those are the shit where you make friends. Like, that's yeah. where you make That is friends. the much more low-key hangout, yeah. chat, get to know folks, and just, it's just a cool, fun time with a group of people that you're, you're going to end up loving. I yeah. mean, it's... We, we've joked before that the, I mean, in, in largely credited to the listeners, but 360 Vegas Vacation has changed the opinions of spouses who have followed their significant other to the city reticently for a long time. Do we have to go there and, again? Yeah, and then all of a sudden they become like, oh yeah, we're going to go to Vegas again? Yeah, like they're like... I can't thank you enough. I'm like, you can financially thank me a lot more. <laughs> right. It's $7 a month. Right. <laughs> but so we've been going on. Sonia, I'm so glad you came out. I'm so yes. glad you, you, yes. you had a great time. Um, I, I'll be honest. I don't know that I 100% remember the craps roll, but apparently it was good for some folks. You so had that's a awesome. great craps roll. What are you talking about? I, D before we went to Main Street Station? Okay. It's all, <laughs> okay. It's all a little... <laughs> 
All right. Good enough. Whatever. You just, you do you. You get drunk and you throw those dice. And <laughs> oh, I did. Money, Karen. I totally that is, did. That is A-OK by me. And if I win money for my friends, and that's even better. Well, I think that's going to do it for episode number 279. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show, which is at patreon.com forward slash 360 Vegas. Of course, you can support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates like amazon.com, earth limos, or just make a PayPal donation. You can also buy merchandise from our store. It's zazzle.com slash 360 Vegas, or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, much like uh, Sonia and Wendy did, please do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, we do have instructions on how you can do that as well on the blog's main page. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360vegastony. Karen. I am at Karen Mark. You just told you where you can find me, so until next time. (laughs) 